God morning. Welcome to another day of Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Maria and to Gamma Joe because Gamma Joe was visiting town and Maria made sure that all of us would spend some time with her. And I just thought that was such a loving gesture. And Gamma Joe, when we gather around, she is just a beacon of light. So God bless us all. We're going to be seeing Gamma Joe in a couple of days. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Gaze up to heaven, clasp your hands together. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. And listeners, Prayer changes things. Don't forget to pray. Don't be ashamed to pray. And don't be too proud to pray. Some of you have been told that you would not amount to anything. But prayer changes things. Some of you flunked out of school. Prayer changes things. Some of you have been homeless, slept in your car. Prayer changes things. It doesn't matter what the verdict says or what the haters say. Prayer changes things. You may be on your third marriage. Prayer changes things. You are not going to make it without God. You need God. So don't think you got to where you are without him. We have needed him every step of the way. And it wouldn't be possible for any of us to be sitting here if it weren't for him. The cool thing about prayer is that it is available to anybody at any given time. Do you know that God is never too busy for you? Do you know that God actually knows who you are? 
Do you know that God actually created you to converse with him? Do you know that God actually loves hearing from you? Do you know how cool it is to talk to him when you don't even need nothing? So when you do need something, you don't have to introduce yourself again. I'm telling you right now, you need God. So tell him that you need him. Go somewhere quiet by yourself today, listeners, and tell God that you need some help. Tell him that you are tired of trying to figure it all out for yourself. God already knows that you have problems. He knows your bad habits. He knows the bad language you use, but he saved you anyway. Don't worry about someone else's salvation. Go get your own vision, or excuse me, your own version of being saved. You have your own path. Don't be tripping and think that God is going to turn you into a Bible-toting, breast-beating Christian that has to go around ringing people's doorbells trying to convert them. Oh, no. This is not the soul conversion business. But if you want to hear this message... You gotta know that God takes hoodlums and turns them into Christians, hookers and turns them into Christians, drug dealers and turns them into Christians. God will take anybody who wants to be saved and save them. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. God intended our walk of faith to be a great adventure. Stay right there, don't you move. We'll be back with more. Welcome back. It's time for Proverbs. Wisdom has built her house. She has carved its seven columns. She has prepared a great banquet, mixed the wines, and set the table. She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, come eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. Learn to live good judgment. Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise and they will love you. 
Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. And if you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. Amen. Just a little taste. Okay, and let's hear God's purpose for our life. It says, only the word. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. The Jews were of more noble character, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul wrote was true. Interesting. Listeners, on what do you base your belief? If you say the way you were raised or what a certain denomination, church, or pastor teaches, then your belief system could be faulty. Scripture needs to be the basis for the principles and doctrine that you hold dear because it is only true revelation of God. And this is why they tell us to read the word, because it is Christ alone who can truly lead truly comfort, truly heal, truly convict, and truly instruct you. When you regularly study scripture, you are tapping into his infinite wisdom, power, and direction. The Holy Spirit works through the Bible to reveal how he is actively involved in every aspect of your life and applies the truth to edify you. So it is true that sometimes the word will be difficult to understand, but don't let that stop you. God is a good and able teacher, and he will answer your questions. He will help you understand his truth and show you how to apply his principles. He will also sift through what you believe to show you what is man-made and unhelpful. So listeners, get into the word and expect him to speak to you. Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you for the power of your word. Help me understand it. Amen. What a perfect lead-in for this brand new book I got, and it's called Know Your Bible. There are 66 books in the Bible, so I'm not going to berate you with all of them today, (laughs) but we are going to go over them, and I'm thinking maybe two at a time. So the first book, and starting at the top of the Bible, is the book of Genesis. 
and the author is believed to have been Moses. In the book of Genesis, God creates the world and chooses a special people. The popular quotes are in chapter one, verse three. God said, let there be light and there was light. Chapter four, verse nine. The Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Chapter 6, verse 8. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And chapter 15. Abram believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Genesis quickly introduces the concept of one God in multiple persons, a concept called the Trinity. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Also early on, God gives a hint of Jesus's future suffering and victory when he curses the serpent for deceiving Eve. I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. That was chapter three, verse 15. Genesis answers the great question, where did I come from? And knowing the answer can give us meaning in a world that's otherwise hard to figure out. The book of Exodus, okay? Again, it's attributed to the writings of Moses. And it's about God delivering his people, the Israelites, from slavery in Egypt. Popular quotes are, Chapter 8, chapter 3, sorry, verse 14. God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shall not say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Chapter 8, verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, let my people go. Chapter 12, verse 13, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Chapter 20, verse 3, thou shalt have no other gods before me. In the book of Exodus, God told the Israelites to celebrate the Passover with a special meal of bread made without yeast. And now, 3,000 years later, Jewish people still commemorate this event. This is the story of redemption is on clear display as God rescues his people from slavery in Egypt. In the same way, Jesus breaks our bonds of sin. Amen.
We'll talk about two more books of the Bible tomorrow. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 33. It says, you are just in all that has come upon us. You have dealt faithfully. As the Jews returned to Jerusalem after the Babylonian captivity, they found their city in ruins with the protective outer wall and temple destroyed. The homeland they dreamed of was as devastated as they were. However, it was not until Ezra stepped out and read God's word aloud to them that they really understood their problem. The outer reality of Jerusalem's devastated condition reflected their inner condition due to sin. Their response was overwhelming. They wept in repentance and relief. The Jewish people immediately confessed their sins, understanding their hardships were a result of their own actions. Israel's rebellion against God had led to spiritual, emotional, and physical bondage. But the Lord was calling them back out of his love for them. Certainly, not all the adversity we experience occurs as a result of sin, listeners. Some hardships are the result of our fallen world. But it's important for us to realize that outward devastation often reveals an inward reality that we must submit to God. Thankfully, while, we, while there are circumstances, there is also hope and forgiveness when we return to the Lord. So today, examine your heart and turn back to God so that He can build whatever has been broken. Jesus, reveal any sinful way in me so that I can repent and return to your path. Amen. A lot to unpack there. Stay with me. We'll be right back with more. So glad you came to join me. God's promises for your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Paul not only distinguishes among faith, hope, and love, but also links them to show that they remain connected and mutually dependent on each other. The biblical concept of hope does not lack the confidence that our cultural concept of hope does. Rather, hope is faith looking forward to the future. It is a hope that will not disappoint or leave us ashamed. Amen. Psalm 138 verse 8, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. To magnify something, you make it look larger. 
increasing it out of proportion to talk about ourselves or our activities out of true proportion is dangerous indeed. But when we magnify God, we are on safe ground. We simply cannot say too much about God's goodness or love. And the most exaggerated thing we can think of will still be far below what is actually the case. Amen. In God's way, day by day, it says God provides peace. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 says, He himself is our peace. God's plan was to create mankind so that we would have a relationship with him. This relationship would be characterized by love. God's loving us and our loving him and through his loving presence, he would protect and provide for us. No matter what other relationships we share, what our status is in life, or where we have been, or what we have done on our life journey, God designed us to have this intimate relationship with him. He knew that out of this intimacy of relationship that we could receive his gift to all who follow him, a deep, lasting, abiding peace that only he can provide to the human heart. Amen. Ephesians chapter two, works don't work. By grace you have been saved through faith, not of works, let anyone should boast. Man's works don't impress God. He responds to humility, faith, and expressions of thanksgiving and praise. God is not impressed by what you accomplish, not what you earn or acquire, be it money, be it things, be it fame or beauty. God wants a relationship with you. And in order for that relationship to be established and to grow, you must come to him in humility. And you ask him to forgive your past sin nature You ask him to change your nature so that you will no longer desire to sin and to help you live the life that he desires for you. Not the life. Not the life. Not the life that you map out for yourself. Listeners, God wants a walking and talking relationship with you. Your appearance your status before others, and your performance matter very little to God. He is concerned about the state of your heart. Amen. Love it. Love it, love it. And pray with me. Father, place the anointing of a warrior upon me. Every domain and system that you have assigned me, I confiscate from the enemy. I release the law of dispossession, every satanic or demonic squatter that is on my land, property, or territory. I command to go 
in the name of Jesus. I am more than a conqueror in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I declare and decree that everything that pertains to my life and godliness and everything prepared for me before the foundation of the world must be released in its correct and time and timely and season. Sorry. I command everything the enemy has swallowed up to be spat out and released. Let there be no demonic encroachment. Let there be no satanic squatters in the name of Jesus. Get off my property. Get off my territory. Get out of my sphere of influence. Get out of my family. Get out of my relationships. Get out of my finances. Get out of my body and get out of my mind. You must go now in the name of Jesus. I declare and decree that everything that pertains to my life and godliness and everything prepared for me in the foundation of the world must be released in its correct time and season. Goodbye, devil. We are demanding restitution. And if the enemy has illegally seized any of your possessions, take it back. Take back your reputation. Take back your marriage, your children, your community, our nation. He will not give them up unless we demand it. So we must learn how to pound at the gates of heaven through prayer and demand restitution for what the devil has stolen. He is a thief and we have to release and he has to release. Yes, he has to release what rightfully belongs to us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Woo, listeners, we are getting it right. This month, we're getting it right. <laughs> okay. Thank you for coming to pray with me. We got all fired up today. But Jesus loves us, and that's all that matters. We're going to go out and spread love to others. Don't forget to get back to doing your act of kindness. There's something that you can do every day. Just look for it. Knock it out. Get it out of the way so you can walk comfortably, hand in hand, with our Lord Jesus Christ. Have a great day. Bye for now.